Well, the A's got their butts handed to them on Monday night, basically eliminating them from playoff contention uh, with their loss to the Mariners. Was not a pretty one, so I've got some thoughts. Good Cole Irvin thoughts, bad Cole Irvin thoughts. And then also a question that's been circling around a lot of people said, why are the Mariners so damn successful? I'm going over all of that on today's episode, so let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 356 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the Mariners just wallop the A's 13 to 4, basically eliminating them from playoff contention. Uh, Cole Irvin got the start. He's been pretty good this season. I'm going to go over his stats from the season uh, when he's not facing the Mariners and then also get into some some questions that I got about why Cole Irvin was tapped to start this game. That's coming up in the third segment. But uh, before I get into anything, though, today's episode is brought to you guys by Rock Auto. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Lockdown sent you. And also, big thank you to everybody for making this your first listen of the day Thoroughly appreciate everybody that tunes in for just your A's coverage. I know the A's haven't been playing well for a while now, but you guys keep tuning in. Thoroughly appreciate that. If you guys are looking for another podcast, you guys got my my pal Sully over at Locked On MLB. He's always got some good hot takes over there for you. Thanks to Sully. And uh, you can find his podcast wherever you find my podcast, except for, you know, the, the social handles like Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for me, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, would thoroughly appreciate that. And if you guys are already on the YouTube channel, make sure to uh, subscribe and like and comment down below. Uh, those are very, very helpful for whatever the hell the algorithm is. They help. So do that if you could. Uh, thanks. So let's get into this episode just a little bit. And I'm starting with the, it's not optimistic for the A's, but um, I always like digging into stats and what's going on, what makes a team work. And the Seattle Mariners have been a pain in the side of the A's all season long. The A's have lost 10 straight games to the Seattle Mariners. And a lot of A's fans on Twitter are like, how do we keep losing to the Mariners of all teams? And do I agree that the Mariners aren't like a great team? Yes, but they are a good team. 10 straight, they're doing something right. So I wanted to look into what they're doing correctly this season and why they have caught so many teams by surprise because they are currently a game and a half back of that second wildcard spot. And judging on what I'm going to tell you here in a second, could they actually make a run? Do they kind of have that even year Giants BS kind of a feel? A little bit, yeah, they, because they get the big hits. That Spoiler alert, they get the big hits. That's what their secret is. And I think that they're a fascinating sample, sty or sample study because they have a negative run differential. They're, they haven't been great. Uh, even with the nine-run win against the A's on Monday night, negative run differential. So uh, 
that they just throw in worse relievers when they're down, kind of like what the A's have been doing of late. And so that's kind of what they've been doing. But I got a bunch of notes and it's a different team. So I'm going to be reading a lot of these notes. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm looking down, got notes. But if you're uh, just listening to this, forget that I said anything. This is just coming off the top of my head. So the Mariners are fascinating because they don't look great at times. Sometimes their defenses, man, they they just strike out, you know, 15 times. And you're like, how is this team winning any games, let alone more than the A's? Why are they so good against the A's? And they're, they're doing something right. So I had to look into it. It took me half an hour and I kind of figured it out. I, I think their overall offense for the entire season, this is not, you know, small sample size or anything, for the entirety of the season, they have a 93 WRC plus as a team. That is 7% below league average. That is not a good offense overall. And so you look at that, and you're like, how in the hell are they winning games? Valid question. Very valid question. So, and that 93 WRC plus, that is 20th in baseball. So roughly the, the bottom two thirds or bottom third of the league in, in all of baseball in offense, just being offensive. And uh, that is the same WRC plus as both Cleveland and Detroit, not two great offensive teams, nowhere near the playoff hunt, and they are tied offensively there. So you would think pitching staff, right? Partially, and I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, but they're uh, 8.9, uh, sorry, their walks per nine is at 8.9%. That's pretty, that's pretty decent. Or, sorry, 8.9% walk rate. That's a different thing. Uh, yes, that one. They have an 8.9% walk rate. They have a 25% K rate, which is a little high. The A's are at like 22 and a half. So the A's are a little bit better at not striking out, but the Mariners are a better team right now. So who's to say which one works? Uh, they are they they are hitting 225 as a team. That's their batting average as a team. That's last in baseball. That's not a good batting average as a team. Uh, and then they have a 301 on base percentage, which is right around the Miami Marlins, who notably terrible offense, and also the Texas Rangers, also a terrible offense. So they are 28th in baseball and on base percentage with a 301. So how are they beating teams? Let's get into it. Here is where it starts. It's when guys get on base, they all of a sudden are 15% better than usual. It's still only 8% above the league average, but they do start stepping up when anybody gets on base. They earn a walk. They do anything. Guy on base, 108 WRC plus, and they start hitting 247, which is uh, 22 points higher than they usually do throughout the course of the season. So that's a solid improvement right there. 22 points higher, uh, just on batting average. One in every four gets a hit, roughly. And uh, that's uh, that ranks 22nd in baseball. So... They, they're already a little bit better. They went from last to 22nd just because somebody got on base. All of a sudden, a little bit better offense. And then here is their bread and butter. When somebody gets in scoring position, they have a 117 WRC+. Plus, and that is second in baseball behind the Houston Astros, who have a just notoriously uh, really, really, really good offense. So... They, when somebody gets on second base, this team is like the Houston Astros. So don't let anybody get to second base. That's how you beat the, the Seattle Mariners. Don't let people get on base and then they can't beat you. Simple, right? No, because baseball is hard. Um, and then they also start batting 
258 when there's somebody in scoring position, and that is 11th in baseball. So uh, you can tell by their 225 batting average, it doesn't happen all the time. But when somebody gets on base, there's a pretty decent chance that they're going to be driving them in, whether or not they're in scoring position or not. It just happens that way for the Seattle Mariners. Is it luck? Are they doing something? Is it gusto? I don't know, but that's what the numbers are saying. And I think that the guy that encapsulates that the most for the Seattle Mariners is Kyle Seeger. You look at Kyle Seeger's overall stats this season, he's hitting 215. He's got a 215 batting average. That's below the team uh, average. That's not a great batting average. And he's got a 290 on base. That's atrocious. Those are terrible numbers. But when somebody gets in scoring position, he all of a sudden, it's like an otherworldly hitter. He's got a 177 WRC plus, which is tied for eighth in baseball with men in scoring position. He's tied with Manny Machado of all people. So yeah, the guy that's uh, still under contract for a very long time with a very fun team. He's tied with that guy and he is uh, fighting for a spot, I believe on the 2022 Seattle Mariners. And he's got a 380 on base when there's somebody in scoring position and he's got a 1044 OPS. Those are outstanding standing numbers. Those are really, really good numbers. And he has a 103 WRC plus on the uh, for the entire season. He's, he's 3% above league average when there's nobody in scoring position or just in general. And that's with guys in scoring position incorporated as well. But with men in scoring position, 177 WRC plus. And if that was what he did the entirety of the season, which it's not, I'm just giving you a frame of reference here. He would be the best hitter in baseball. The best hitter in baseball currently, according to WRC Plus, is Bryce Harper, and he has a 173 WRC Plus, which is 5% better than Juan Soto. So he is better than any other person that steps into the box. He's he's eighth in this situation, but overall, he would be the best hitter in baseball if he did that just in, in normal situations. So he has been ridiculous. Kyle Seeger is the encapsulation of the Seattle Mariners. What he does when somebody gets in scoring position, that is that's what they do. They, they just score those runs. And uh, if the A's did that, oh man, would we have saved some heartache. But before, I'm, I'm going to run through this because I know I'm running out of time, but let's talk a little bit about, well, I got one more point on this. And that is the, the Mariners scored in four innings on Monday night. They scored three, five, three, and two. They were all crooked numbers. That's how the Mariners get you. Just crooked numbers a few times a game and boom. They, they beat you 13 to four. It's it's their uh, their script, their game plan. That's what they do. And by uh, Fangraphs, where Seattle has the fourth best bullpen, basically tied with the White Sox. And if you think of bullpens, you're thinking Liam Hendricks, you're thinking Craig Kimbrell, uh, Michael Kopech, all of those guys that they have in the White Sox bullpen. That's who you think of. They're basically tied in ERA. Uh, the White Sox have a 393. The Mariners have a 395 with a bunch of no-name guys like Paul Seawald, who's actually been really, really good. And uh, the other guy who's also been very good, can't remember his name right now, but those have been the two main guys. And also Kendall Raven was really, really good before they traded him, but uh, he's not on the team anymore. Anyways, uh, all Seattle pitchers are fifth in walks per nine, which is something that the A's usually build their pitching staff around. The A's rank third in walks per nine, because if you can control your pitches, you're not giving away free passes. Therefore, uh, if 
they give up a home run or they do something that isn't great or they give up a couple of hits. They're not giving up free passes as well. They're able to control their pitches. That is a big thing for the A's. It's a big thing for the Mariners, and that's why they're having success. Um, they have a 304 walks per nine, if you were interested in that. Uh, they, they just don't give up those free passes. That is a key to success for winning teams, I think. Uh, the, the Dodgers are up there, too. They're also really, really good. The Astros are more stuff related. They're, they're going for those swings and misses. And uh, the A's and Mariners build their bullpens on the cheap. And that's what they go with is just guys that can control their stuff. And the defense for the Mariners feels like it is really, really good. In the series last week, uh, the, the Monday through Thursday series, it felt like every Seattle defender was just positioned perfectly. And it was maddening because I'm like, that should have been a, a double. And it wasn't. It was just an easy fly ball for whoever was catch like I'll just say Jared Kellenick because I know that he was playing the outfield all those games. It just feels like uh, these should have been dropping and they weren't. It feels like they're doing something defensively. According to uh, baseball savant and outs above average, they're not. Uh, I mean, account according to outs above average, they're 19th in outs above average. So they're not great. Dylan Moore is good. And uh, J.P. Crawford's all right. Uh, J.P. Crawford looks a lot better defensively than they give him credit for. But uh, that is my quick encapsulation of why the Seattle Mariners are good. Uh, it's because they got a really, really good bullpen. Their starting pitching is fine. And uh, they they get all of the big hits. So there you go. The 2021 Seattle Mariners. Are they playoff bound? I mean, if the A's aren't going to make it, they're, I, I kind of root for them, I guess, just to break the curse and then maybe beat the Yankees or Red Sox. That'd be fun and interesting. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about Cole Irvin. I know that he struggled, but because we're getting towards the end of the season and this may have been his last start for the season, I wanted to shine some light on how good Cole Irvin has actually been. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Hey, A's fans, this is Jason Burke with an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It is GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Promo code BASEBALL gets you a $0.25 cent per gallon bonus when uh, on your first fill-up. That is $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added directly to your account. You can cash out at any time using your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That is code BASEBALL. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our YouTube channel at Locked On A's. You can also follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, yeah. And also, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Who doesn't love starting the day off with some A's baseball and some, some by Jason B in your life? You got to love it. 
<laughs> and also make sure to check out all of my friends on the MLB side. And it, it's football season too. So if you want to go listen to your boy Q uh, uh, for uh, Locked On Raiders, go ahead. Are, you, are we still Raiders fans? I don't know. I stopped liking the Raiders, but some people do. So if you like the Raiders, your boy Q does a great job over there at Locked On Raiders. Let's get back into the show. I'm talking about Cole Irvin, and I know that Cole Irvin struggled on Monday, and we'll get into that a little bit here in the third segment. But I also wanted to pump him up a little because we're getting towards the end of the season, and I know that he struggled, and I know that the season is basically over at this point, and uh, he was the last man up, and the A's did not get it done in this game. He was hardly the only one to blame, but... I just wanted to pump him up a little bit. He seemed a little bit down post game. Uh, he was saying stuff like, uh, I said some stuff in May about the Mariners and they kind of handed it to me and you got to give them credit. You know, kind of one of those kinds of things. Uh, I'm going to be more careful with my words in the future. And kudos to him. That That's outstanding. That's real man stuff right there. Just owning things that you've said. So thank you, Nicole. He's a good guy. Friend of the podcast too. It, Friend of the podcast. <laughs> so always been a huge Cole Irvin fan. Uh, but I just wrote down some bullet points. I'll get into them here as we speak. Um, if you guys for, forget how the A's got uh, acquired Cole Irvin, he was purchased from the Philadelphia Phillies on January 30th. So right before spring training started, he had to really pull a 180 and be like, oh, I'm going to Arizona now. And uh, we talked about that when he was on the podcast back in March, February, whenever he came on the podcast during spring training after his first start. Um, so he hadn't had a whole off season be like, okay, this is how I'm going to do things, blah, 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 make a plan of attack. He just was like, okay, I'm focused. I'm in a new organization. I'm going to go hit the books. And he pitched really, really well. Uh, he also battled Dalton Jeffries all spring training for that fifth spot. And that spot was supposed to only be there for a couple of weeks because Mike Fires was on the IL. Cole Irvin ended up pitching the entire season in the A's rotation. And I feel like that is forgotten just a little bit. Uh, he stepped up huge for the A's. He ended up going uh, 172 and a third innings, which is career high, obviously. Uh, he had a 418 ERA after Monday's start, which, I mean, after Monday's start, which was not good. That's still a pretty okay ERA for a guy that was purchased from uh, from the Phillies for cash and then also barely, or I mean, was in a competition during spring training. He was above league average by a little bit overall this season. So I think that that's something that we should celebrate and not be like, ah, this guy again. So I thought that was cool. He The, the league average for ERA is 426 this season as of, I, I think, going into Monday. I don't think Fangraphs has updated that yet. So it was 426. Before the game, he finished likely going to finish the season with a 418. So he was just a little bit better than league average. And when you get down to fourth for the starters, you're going for league average guys. Not everybody's going to have DeGrom and Stroman and, you know, Thor and uh, Taiwan Walker and whoever their fifth starter was uh, in New York. Not every rotation has that, but the A's had five pretty decent guys most of the season. And Cole Irvin was definitely one of those pretty decent guys. You knew that you, you were going to be kept in the game with a, by a Cole Irvin start more often than not. And I know that he finished the season with a uh, 10, was it 10 and 14? I think that was his final record. I wrote it down somewhere. I think he finished the season 10 and 14, but a lot of that was because uh, he wasn't getting a lot of run support early on in the season. So I don't 
He should have been like roughly 500, like 12 and 12, something like that. Maybe 13 and 13. I don't know. Should have been a lot closer to that, in my opinion. Um, oh, he was 10 and 15. Sorry, it, I didn't incorporate Monday's loss. So that is, I, I, I still say misleading, maybe 12 and 13. Maybe we'll go 12 and 13 because he was not getting any run support and he was pitching a lot better than his record early on. And I think people forget about that too. Uh, he had 45 big league innings before this season. He showed up and went 172 and a third and did it above league average better than a lot of guys that were acquired or, you know, pitched entire season. He was there for the A's the entire season. And this season coming off of 2020, when guys' arms have just gotten tired, you know, James Caprillion moved to the bullpen. Um, I guess Bastet didn't have to miss that. But uh, uh, Shamanaya, he went through a dead arm phase in August and was not very good. He had like a nine ERA that month. It's because of 2020 and guys... Just their arms not bouncing back. Cole Irvin has been basically the same pitcher most of the season. And he, he had five starts against the Mariners. And that's kind of what elevated his ERA a little bit. Versus Seattle, overall, he went 19 and two-thirds innings pitched in his five starts. Gave up 35 hits, 19 earned runs, 10 walks, 14 strikeouts. Had an 891 ERA and a 234 whip. Those are just bad numbers. Those are not good numbers. And I only point those out because in non-Mariner starts, Cole Irvin went 152 and two-thirds innings pitch. This includes the Mariners. This includes the, the Yankees, I think. Uh, this includes every other team that he has faced. 152 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 361 ERA. That's really good. He had one team that he's talked a little bit of crap about in May, and that that was bulletin board material for the rest of the season for them. And he, he kind of had to you know pay that price this season. Is it going to continue in the next season? I mean, we'll see, I guess. But he was really, really good against everybody but the Mariners. A 361 ERA. And if you take his 361 ERA and just rank that among qualified starters, he would be 25th in baseball in ERA, which... For your fifth starter, that's really, really good. And you know who's uh, like 23rd with uh, like a 359 or something like that? Lucas Giolito. So he was basically Lucas Giolito this season when not facing the Mariners. I think that that's a pretty good acquisition. He was really, really good for the A's when not facing the Mariners. And uh, I mean, that kind of leads me to the next segment, which is why did you start him against the Mariners, you guys? <laughs> So that's what we got coming up for you guys next. So stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I will be right back. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 or sorry, 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100, NFL football 100, which is the welcome bonus that you're getting NFL 100 together. NFL 100, that's the bonus code or the promo code that you use. And they got everything from football to basketball to boxing to baseball, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports. And that's why everybody says the bet online are your online sports book experts. This episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And... When you use rockauto.com, you can save time and money. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years, and their prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and uh, see all of the parts available for your car or truck right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram at ByJasonB. I messed that all the way up. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, make sure to uh, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast. They do fantastic work and they are hitting at an astonishing rate. I think I saw the tweet last week. It was like 65% correct. Lee Sterling and your boy Q, who also hosts Locked On Raiders, they do an amazing job over there. So if you guys want to make some money, go listen to Locked On Bets and make that money. Um, also, bet online. They do good, stu- good stuff. And they got that, that code uh, NFL100. Boom. Cross-branding. Done. Let's get into the rest of this episode for you guys, though. Um, and that is, it's a simple question. Why did they start Cole Irvin against the Seattle Mariners? Why did they start Cole Irvin against the Seattle Mariners with the season on the line? I love Cole Irvin. He's a great guy. Friend of the podcast. I'm not throwing shade at Cole Irvin, but we know the stats that he had against the Seattle Mariners. This season, this is after the start. He had a 756 ERA coming in. He came in 0-4. He left 0-5 against the Seattle Mariners this season. He had a 756 ERA and was averaging just over four innings a start. What about that is like, yeah, that's the guy that we need to throw out there today. I know that he's in the rotation. I know that he's been in the rotation the entire season, but when you got to win them all, you might have to make some sort of a move. Bob or Billy or Forrest or who, whoever made that decision. Um, again, love Cole Irvin. I was a, this was the game for the week that I was a little bit worried about, and uh, they lost thirteen to four. So, and it wasn't just Cole Irvin again. He wasn't great, but it was not just Cole Irvin. Uh, the guy that I, you know, came to mind as a replacement starter, or maybe they were going to piggyback him. I don't know. Was James Caprillion, who hadn't been great against Seattle, but. In his three appearances, two starts, he had a 497 ERA, which is two runs lower in smaller sample size, but still. And he ended up going two and two-thirds inning in relief after Diolz Guerra 
also couldn't get the job done. He went two and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up three hits, three earned runs. That was Mitch Hanniger's second three-run homer of the game. And that's uh, that's the the blemish on James Caprillion for the night. I know that he probably wouldn't have fared a whole lot better, but maybe you could have gotten a little bit more out of him. Maybe it plays out a little bit differently. Three runs as opposed to five runs. Because uh, Cole Irvin went three innings, gave up five runs, and James Caprillion went two and two thirds. So one fewer out gave up two fewer runs. Would it have played out differently? I don't know. Would it have been a closer game? I don't know, but you're setting yourself up for a little bit more success. I think, I think <laughs> baseball's tough. The A's don't have a ton of extra starting pitchers. Dalton Jeffries would have been a nice, let's see, but he's on the IL right now. And so he's not available. I, I don't know what the answer is, but and it obviously you got, you know, your big three going the next three games. So this one, you you were going to have to win with somebody else. And it didn't feel like Cole Irvin was going to handle the Mariners for the first time all season on Monday night. And uh, that's, that's what happened. Um, I, I think you kind of go James Caprillion and see what you can do with the rest of the bullpen. Maybe you got to use, use Mary Petit and Dio Oscara and your long guys and piece it together. Like you have been Sam Mole gave up a couple of runs in his inning, but he'd been okay. Um, maybe the Mariners were just going to win this game because they're a team of destiny. I don't know. <laughs> That's a weird sentence to say. The Mariners are a team of destiny. Maybe this is their 2012 and uh, it's just reverse now where they're just beating up on the A's the whole time and it stinks. Um, and But they don't get to face the Houston Astros. So they're not going to win the division probably, but it's still got a chance. If, uh, if the A's lay down the next two games and then sweep the Astros again, they got a chance, maybe, depending on what the Astros do. It's convoluted. It, it, I'll get into that if it happens a little bit later in the week, but the Mariners are a good team. And uh, well, I guess go Mariners. If it's going to be anybody, go Mariners. Also, I am wearing my Rakes All Day Night Year shirt, uh, my my Randy Arozarena shirt. And uh, I, I got a soft spot for the Rays just because they're similar to the A's. They get no respect. And uh, I don't know who to root for if the A's aren't in it uh, this year because I don't really like the Rays. I've liked more in previous seasons this year. I'm like, yeah, they're fine. Uh, the Mariners just eliminated the A's from the playoff contention, probably. So not really a, the biggest Mariners fan that I have been all season. Uh, no on the Astros. Uh, the White Sox seem boring now. I don't know. They don't seem like as much fun as I thought they would be. And uh, then you got the Yankees and Red Sox. And I don't care about either of those teams. Um, so that's that. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to root for the Cardinals. The Giants, no. Dodgers, no. Milwaukee, maybe? I I want a Milwaukee and Tampa World Series. That's what I'm rooting for right now, I think. The fun teams aren't there. At least last time we had the, the Marlins in their weird 2020 season. I could root for the Marlins for a minute, and then they were gone. And the A's were also in that postseason. So uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. I know that the season is more or less over right now, but we are still going to be here every day for you guys. Uh, especially, well, I mean, five days a week, probably up through the winter meetings in December. And then from then on, probably around three days. No, I mean, it'll be three days a week, um, right around that point in time. Um, one quick scheduling note, I am starting a new job next week. It is a morning job. So that means I probably have to go to bed earlier than usual. I generally record at like midnight, 1am, somewhere in that realm. 
And uh, probably not going to be able to do that anymore because I think that I might have to be at this job at like 6 a.m. So uh, the, the posting schedule may be a little bit different. I'll keep you guys updated as I find out more. So make sure to follow us at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. Well, it'll be a Twitter post for that one or uh, me at by Jason B. And I'll, I'll definitely notify n- notify you guys when I will be posting these episodes and on YouTube and all that stuff. So, uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Tomorrow we'll be talking about uh, more A's baseball. Maybe they win and we're back in it. Uh, maybe all of the teams that they're chasing lose and then the A's are... I mean, that's impossible because the uh, Blue Jays and the Yankees will be facing each other, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. Semantics. (laughs) Uh, Remember, go Orioles, because if the Orioles have a killer week, then the A's still got a shot. So I guess that's uh, that's where we'll leave that. But that's all I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.